0: Hello, everyone. Okay, just Lauren here jumping on before the show starts. Don't worry, this is no disclaimer, no trigger warnings. Um, I'm just jumping on because I wanted to talk about two things. One, the giveaway. So, we announced the giveaway at the end of today's episode. So, if you entered, you just want to make sure that you stick around for that. So, that's at the very end of the episode. We also discuss this month's giveaway. So we're doing another giveaway for February and we are giving away a walking pad. Get excited. So if you want access to how to enter, you want to know all that info, that's also at the end of the episode. So I just want to make sure that at the top, when it comes to all things, you know, giveaway administration, that we're covered and you all know that, that that's at the end. So, if, you know, if something happens, you can't listen to the little thing, Make sure to skip to the end so you can find out who won and so that you can learn how to enter for the walking pad. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about the Patreon this month. So the Patreon this month is going to be on fire. We have a really fun month ahead. We have a great episode this Friday that's coming out. We already recorded it. It was super funny. We talked childhood stories. I mean, it was just it was honestly like, recording it was so fun. So that's coming out on Friday. I also have some pretty intense travels ahead of me, which I get into um, on today's episode. And so I'm going to be recording a solo episode from my travels. So I'm going to do that. We are going to be talking with our older sister, Ash, about Sister Wives. We're going to release that as a bonus episode on the Patreon this month and get into, you know, all things that is the hellscape of... Coyote Pass in Flagstaff, Arizona. So it's going to be a really fun month. There's probably going to be at least three, probably four uh, Patreon episodes released throughout the month this month. So if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, quick plug, you when you access it, you get all 80 of the original Patreon back episodes. So you can binge all of our back Patreon content, all of those episodes. And you get... You know, our recap of Watch What Happens Live with Heather Gay, our trip to Cabo. So many fun things are on the Patreon, and it's truly, you know, it's truly what keeps the podcast alive. So if you would love to support us on Patreon, or even just begrudgingly do so because you want the content, please find the link in our show notes to subscribe to the Patreon. It's super easy. And another thing that a lot of people don't know is when you subscribe, you get an email with what's called a private RSS feed. And that feed, it's a basically a link and you can add it to your Apple podcast. You can add that to your Apple podcast. You can add it to Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And so our Patreon episodes will just conveniently come into whatever platform you're streaming on because a lot of people don't want to deal with another app, another platform. So it's super easy and seamless to add it to wherever you're currently listening to podcasts. Anyway, so that's just a quick plug for the Patreon. This is a really fun episode of Chandler. We had a great time recording it. And love you guys. Thank you for listening to Pop Apologists. Well, 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 Chandler. How's it going? How long do we have before your super gets there to spray your apartment for cockroaches? That's my question. We don't have very much time. He's supposed to be here any minute now. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. I'm living in hell because I don't have an infestation, but I have found two in the last four days. Right. And I... Yeah. Apparently this happens like after a big storm, like living with cockroaches is just the name of the game in New York. Like you really can't not experience them unless you live in just like a brand new building. And I wanted that pre-war charm.
1: Yes, you did.
0: Anyways. So this is what I've been living in is like hell and Googling and on Reddit, looking at vermin killers. And it's just, it's like you pay $2,300 in rent and this is the thanks you get. (laughs) <laughs> I remember when I found out in col- when I was in college, I rented a room that I shared with our friend, and I paid two hundred and twenty dollars a month, and we shared a room in a two bedroom. Mm-hmm. And the guy who lived in there before lived in it alone because the total rent was nine hundred for this really honestly gorgeous like loft space. Anyway, it was hilarious though because I remember he when he said he lived alone, he paid nine hundred dollars a month in rent. I was just like what? I right. couldn't fathom that any sort of like single person could uh-huh. ever afford $900 a month. Like right. that, right. to me, I was like, you are the most successful person I know. Like that right. it, that just was amazing. And it's just hilarious how, no, that's actually not even close to how much it costs to live, especially in <laughs> 2022. No, not even close. I'm fully planning on downgrading after are you? this. Yeah, like I just think I need to pay a little bit less, and I think that's doable. Um, yeah, it will just maybe mean not living in quite as perfect as a location, but that's okay. I've got to lay the land now, anyways. So my super will be arriving any minute now, and maybe I'll let everyone listen. He's he's a pretty funny guy. I'll try to I'll try to take the reins. Try to entertain the listeners. I do have poetry from my BYU days that I can recite. Perfect. So maybe reading. they <laughs> maybe a, a dramatic reading would be helpful. I did. I wanted to actually talk to you about about my Instagram post. So okay. everyone is in all up in arms over Joe Rogan on Spotify. Right. Right. And right. Neil Young and I think Joni Mitchell have. Mm-hmm. I was surprised Joni Mitchell was still alive, but apparently she's alive <laughs> and well and she's she issuing is. edicts and yeah. withdrawing her music from Spotify to pressure them to, I don't know, give Joe Rogan a talking to. Bring right. him into the office. Really tell him about his misinformation campaign and how it's not allowed on our platform. It's just interesting because there are a lot of other probably misinformation podcasts that are just fully going along, but because Joe Rogan's is like the highest paid one, I don't know. So I posted on Instagram and I said, at Spotify, if you don't get mad at Joe Rogan real quick here, I hereby threaten to put my original music written (laughs) in the seventh grade and inspired by the folk singer Jewel on your platform you have been warned ouch. ouch baby yeah and now i just realized that let's say that spotify let's say that spotify calls my bluff okay? right they don't take swift action and i put it up i have another arrow in my quiver because guess what i can do this all relates to my poetry okay I can set my poetry to music and right. also upload that which no one wants Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. But you will do it. You will take action if you're pressed. (gasps) Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, maybe I can regale our listeners with some of my poetry while you are dealing with your infestation. Mm -hmm, Super mm -hmm. classy. That would be super great. But let's – what else is going on? I texted mom about it last night though. Yeah. Because last night I found another one. And I texted mom immediately and she was like, you have to move out tonight. I was like, how can you live like that? And Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why don't you then, if you want me to move out tonight, why don't you pay for me to live in a really nice apartment? It's so funny. Mom has such serious standards. None of which she's willing to pay for us. It's more just like more edicts. She she did pay say she would buy me the expensive cockroach gel from mm-hmm. amazon which is nice because that, that it's like a 50 dollar thing wow so, i know that actually is really classy please tell me this is what i'm Me on this podcast please tell me that you did not take her up on it oh i did of course i did you chandler you make way you make a healthy living you not you and did you hear how much my rent is? Chandler will never did no, did Chandler you will never not be broke. It Doesn't matter if did Chandler's making two million dollars a year. She'll be like, "Do you know how much I pay for my house in the Hamptons? I'm not covering your lunch. I'm not sorry. I'm not. You can go to Courtney for that type of thing. Okay, I'll I'm not still paying him rent. Yeah, Orem exactly. a mortgage. Excuse me. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, thanks, Mom. Love you. Well, Lauren, I'm dealing with the ins and outs of vermin and. <laughs> That type of personal struggle and grief and trauma. Tell me again what's going on in your life in the next few weeks. Save vermin one more time. Just please for our I listeners. Will. Okay, so this is – I am going to – I actually am departing from the continent. I don't know if Puerto Rico is in North America, but anyway, I am going to Africa. This yes. is totally crazy, but I'm leaving on the 11th. I'm going to Africa and I'm stopping in Paris the, along the way. The jokes are made about Jane Goodall. About. The jokes are made about Jane Goodall weeks ago they were they were for a reason. It's because yeah. she's fully becoming a s like a safari person. I don't know what the term is. Well, we're doing a safari, and then we're all staying in this huge house in Cape Town. Honestly, it's going to be rad. How does it feel to be a person who lives in a vacation destination who also spends the majority of their time vacationing? What's that like? I don't know. Okay. I know it's obnoxious. This is what I'm going to say. I don't know how I fell into this life. It's obnoxious. It's triggering. It's traumatizing. (laughs) It's everything wrong with society. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much longer I can remain your sister and not also hate you. I mean, let's all rewind the clock back to COVID. I was a sorry soul trying to create a cookie business to survive out of with her one oven. <laughs> I don't know how it's I'm glad your life has taken such an upward turn. I'm glad. I'm happy about that, but it's not easy for me. Yeah, but I will. Here's the problem too: is I'm also annoying when I'm traveling. Yes, There's you no are. shortage of infinity pool pictures. <laughs> There's no shortage no. of champagne pictures on flights. No, people like to. People really like that stuff, which is shocking to me because I kind of hate it. And sometimes yeah. I have to mute you. Oh, I would mute myself. Like I yeah. would hate me. I would be like, yeah. go away, shut up. Here's the problem: I just fell into this situation. I did. I do not. I do not orchestrate any of this. It's just that we have these friends. Answer me this: Are you a high class escort? Is Kagan a setup? Is is the whole thing like fake? Just answer me that. I am. I are you you and Kagan just domestic partners? While I g- fly around the world. Yeah, yeah. That actually finally can come clean to our listeners. <laughs> I do provide a girlfriend experience for a business class flight. No, well, I, you know what it is? It's just that we have these friends. They are like, oh, we're doing this. And it's okay. Like, when, when else are we going to go with 10 friends on a safari and then, you know, go be in Cape Town and right. travel around and go to wine country in Africa and South Africa? Like, when are we, when else am I going to do that? I know Never. there was. A- I didn't even know wine country existed outside of Napa. Um, It's called traveling. It's called being worldly and cultured. Ever heard of it? What I would say is when else am I going to be able to use my movie pass, AMC movie pass with my (laughs) friends to grab a sweet green dinner before and then go to a movie that I – And just like that. Hold on. And just like that. Okay. So I'll I'll chat about my trip while Chandler is – this is good. I can chat about my trip in a safe space while Chandler is dealing with her – her vermin. So my thoughts are, when else am I going to be able to do this, you know? I now work fully remote, I have the flexibility, and I know I'm going to sign myself up to be bogged down with children in the next 3 years. And so right now I'm making hay while the sun shines. I've heard that's an Australian saying, and that is what I'm doing. I know it's obnoxious, I know it's dumb and just even, you know, a year and a half ago, pre-COVID, I was working my nine-to-five, broke as shit, basically, and trying to get by. So I apologize in advance. I probably will be the worst version of myself, just like I was this summer. I'm going to try to be classy about it. I'm going to try to post less, be very chill about it. I have a friend. She lives the coolest life. Like, she travels all, all around, luxury places, places. She was just in St. Bart's. Like, she's truly lives such a fun life, and you would have no clue. And I admire that restraint so much. Like, I look up to that, and I would wish I was that person. I think the problem for me is this lifestyle, all this traveling and fun times, it's still new. So maybe when I ha- have hit a peak point of these experiences. And now they're mundane to me. I won't feel the need to share in a kind of gawking fashion, but I'm still your girl with her nouveau riche demons. Okay. I got them and they really flare up. I have nouveau riche flare ups every time I'm traveling. So I really apologize. If you don't mind self-indulgent, obscene vacation content, you can follow me on my Instagram. It's at Lauren Bledsoe. However, I am private, but basically anyone who follows this podcast and listens, I let in to follow follow me, of course. So if you want to follow along, hit me up on my personal feed. And if you feel like unfollowing because I'm quickly become super annoying, then please just mute me because I hate seeing those numbers go down. Chandler has more personal followers than me. And it's really something that keeps me up at night. So anyway, so, okay, I'll just say that I am really excited because my flight there. So getting to South Africa is a total nightmare. It's a total nightmare. You can either take a direct flight from New York and it's 15 hours. And that for me is just too much. It's too much on a plane. It's too much. So anyway, I looked high and low for a really good flight And what I found was this amazing Air France flight. It's a a red-eye from New York to Paris. So I'll sleep my way to Paris. And then I will have a stunning day in Paris. It has a 14-hour layover. So I'll land at 9 a.m., probably get into Paris at 11 a.m. after going through customs and doing all the things. This is like COVID bureaucracy, of course, that I have to deal with, red tape. Anyway, so then after that, I am going to just hang out in Paris and go shopping and grab lunch and grab dinner. My flight out of Charles de Gaulle leaving Paris doesn't leave until 11 p.m. So I basically have the whole day there. There's also this amazing app where you can get hotel rooms during the day and it's half the price of at night. So I might grab a couple hours in a hotel room and just kind of rest and Maybe take a bath. And I'm just really excited. I'm really excited. It makes the entire journey fun for me to have this, to have a day in Paris on the way. So then I'll fly from Charles de Gaulle to Johannesburg. That's 11 hours. It's going to be pretty nuts. It's another red eye though. So hopefully I can just get a little shut eye. And then I land in Johannesburg and I'm staying in a hotel there by myself, at which point, I will meet Kagan the next day. I have to fly from Johannesburg to a regional airport in South Africa near Kruger National Park, which is where we're going on a safari. I kid you not when I tell you that my home has now become basically has now become a repository for clothing items that are a shade of beige, khaki, and olive green clothing. I kid you not. I have probably bought everything there is on ShopStyle, on Zara on all the sites to put together my four outfits for the safari. I don't know when again I will do this. I've always wanted to do a safari and I literally want to look like I came out of the turn of the century. Like I want to look like a full on explorer. I'm basically going to be in costume the whole time. I'm so excited. I'm going to be so extra with these outfits. Um, So anyway, I'm really excited for this experience. It's going to be really fun. My goal this year was to work and to travel less. So far, I'm not accomplishing that. But I just can't – it's just something I can't say no to. And I know things will evolve and change and be worse soon. Oh, gosh. What are you going on about? I just said that I Things will evolve and change and be, are you back? Are the vermin gone? I'm like, are you, have we fully just now devolved into you philosophizing? Things will evolve and change. No, I'm just saying that I know things will evolve and change and my life will be worse soon. So everyone can just rest assured. Gosh, no, Lauren, that's honestly, that's something that I, we share this in the exact same way. The only problem is that right now my life isn't just like vacationing, But I'm like, I know it's going to get worse soon. Like, I'm going to downgrade my apartment. I'm going to, like, have to get stressed about saving to buy a house. Like, it's only going to go downhill from here, baby. The doom brain continues. It's really special. The the doom brain continues. But let's chat questions people had for us. How about that? Yes, let's do it. Okay. People want to know, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Okay, I texted Kagan. And I said, can I please buy myself a Valentine's Day present on your credit card, essentially? Yeah. Can I yeah. take care of my own Valentine's Day present and then bring right. it to South Africa? I have planned a Valentine's moment for him. Mm-hmm. So I would also, and last year he did literally nothing because he was under right. a of business stress. Yeah. He didn't respond. He said, do something you want, you have your eye on. And I said, not really, but last year we didn't do anything and it bummed me out. Yeah. He said, what did we do last year? And I said, nothing. You were really stressed with business. And I was really chill about it. And I sent an angel emoji. And I was a really good girlfriend. Just so you know, I behaved perfectly. Just so you're aware. (sighs) He didn't respond. And that's where we're (sighs) at. So I'm still going to do – I'm taking care of my own Valentine's gift because I just know that if I don't, nothing will be done. Right. And I'm handling our both of our Valentine's experiences just like we'll mm-hmm. handle every birthday and Christmas henceforth cuz gifting right. is just not his strength. Uh-huh. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Well, you're going to South Africa and we'll be in Puerto Rico because we decided last minute to just take advantage of having a place to go that's warmer. So we're going to be there, and I think we're going to go to Vianda, which like is a beautiful restaurant. And last time we were in Puerto Rico, we had a really romantic dinner there. So I'm just going to try to recreate that early romance and early Ch- feelings that we once had for each other. Yeah. It was funny. Chandler texted me, and we were talking about this. And she was like, "Oh, well, we'll come, we'll come and spend time with you in Puerto Rico, and then we'll, then you'll leave, and we'll have some time by ourselves, so house sitting, essentially." Right. And I was like, "That sounds amazing." Somehow, it it just happens that they literally get in the day I leave. It really what you should have it's, said it's was strange how the timing worked desire. out. <laughs> we have zero desire to spend any time with you, but we're super happy that you have a, an empty apartment we can luxuriate in. And okay. Work. Okay. Okay. Enough. Basically, I I had I have well. Basically I'm not taking any time off of work for this because we're just like house sitting and we're not going to be like vacationing the whole time, just like on the weekends. So I'm just trying to maximize vacation days, which we I happen to have the 21st off and it just ended up this way it has it nothing to do with that you not way. wanting to spend time with you Also, we've seen it each just... other a decent amount in january we already had a little she's trip she's had enough she's had enough um no it's fine it's fine it's not a big deal i just thought it was funny that's the way it turned out it i wish sort of you a wonderful valentine's day inside my apartment i wish you a beautiful warm trip in puerto rico and please you Thank can stay you. as long as you want if you're Are you going to have... when we get back i think that'd be great will you have rose petals waiting for me yeah, on our um, bed, for sure. Mm-hmm. Perfect, thank you. Okay, someone asked about being chic at a restaurant from start to finish. This is a very interesting question. Yeah, I'm kind of – I was a little bit befuddled. I think that just don't get sloppy and you're probably good. I, I thought they we were talking about like eating, like how to look good eat while you like eat an entire meal. Okay, you know what I think is very classy when women do this? What? I love when a woman – and this doesn't apply to to men. If a man does this, it's a little effeminate. We're all about those gender roles. apologize. Keep going. I love mm-hmm. when Get us a woman canceled. orders Pellegrino in a wine glass. Ask for and with a lime wedge. Uh, I don't like citrus in the in the Pellegrino. Okay. I, it's fine either way. To be honest, I'm actually ambivalent. I like the Pellegrino in a wine glass. I actually, this is where after a meal, if a woman orders hot water with lemon, I'm actually impressed. Really. Hmm. I just, yeah, I guess I would be impressed. I think, yeah, I guess that's another way to remain chic from start to finish. Tastes like crap. What's the point? Yeah. It's kind of one of those things like girls do that's classy, but involves some suffering. Yeah, I guess. I I For me, I interpreted this question as, I guess, don't spill on yourself. Order, Order the fish. The person who orders the sea bass, the salmon, Mm -hmm. that is a classy bitch. Right. Order the fish. Don't spill. White wine. I always notice, this is like an aside, but like when I get sushi, like I make a mess of it. (laughs) And it actually started to annoy me because Ben's little plate will be like pretty, like almost look basically clean. Maybe a little bit of soy sauce on it, but somehow my plate is wrecked. Like the journey from the sushi on the plate to the sushi in my mouth is just like a nightmare and it's just like all over the place and so i don't think i'm actually in a place to be giving advice on this kagan honestly would like to drop me off at the mcdonald's of sushi he thinks that's the only only place i belong because what i like to do when i'm at sushi mm-hmm. is i like to put in so much wasabi in my soy sauce that it's really just kind of like a brown. sandy brown paste yeah yep and then I like to drench all of my sushi in that so yep, that my yep. mouth is, like, on fire with that horseradish. Yeah. That is my preferred – and and that is – like, that for me is the height of sushi experiences. I like really high quality salmon nigiri mm-hmm. drenched yeah. in that. And that right. is really not a classy move. If I was on a first date with someone, not, yeah. I would really be like, oh, I, I can't do soy sauce. It just – the fi- I need to taste the fish. I think that sushi is a vehicle for rice and soy sauce. Correct. I'm gonna I tell you a story about how when Ben and I were first dating, he like explained to me that because ginger was actually a palate cleanser, and that I shouldn't be like eating it like it was another <laughs> piece of sushi because I will literally eat like clumps of ginger. What is it about like guys giving you feedback on dining habits? I and know, how to, like how to be more stately and refined whilst consuming when delicious food we said, were the we're ones who went to cotillion th- and we went to cotillion yeah. we are, did not ask for the feedback we don't chew with our mouth no. open. but if no. i want to drench some yellowtail yes. in and so much wasabi it's- that i have tears streaming down my face why don't you just shut up and watch it happen okay why I is like my smile. maximizing my pleasure during a meal so offensive to you it's, it's just, just for sure like women. toxic fragile yeah men hey women that's really what it's about it really is. Ugh. It's They're fragile. They're literally so fragile. I Anyways. did go on a date with someone and he got a vanilla latte and that was a real turn off to me, I will say. So I guess <laughs> well, I, yes. women hate men because I have a lot of constraints when it comes to male eating. Men and their coffee? Is it because of the vanilla? Was the vanilla too feminine for you? Just a vanilla latte, that's not actually – that's a female drink. You're not allowed to get that. <laughs> if you have an X and a Y chromosome – I would prefer that you do not order any sort of flavored latte. A latte is fine, but a yeah, mocha, I vanilla latte, caramel brulee—no, yeah. Kagan does absolutely. get one pump pumpkin lattes, but you know what? I got a rock. Com- I got a but diamond what, in my finger, so I'm I, so I'm sh- I'm shutting up. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, you better shut up. I gotta get a. Valentine's there are certain day things you just keep accept. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, someone asked what was the biggest culture shock moving to Puerto Rico? I'll answer this really quickly. Yeah, I'm no just, no. just kidding. Wait, what? I said I'll answer this one. I can start. <laughs> well, you actually you've been to Puerto Rico, so you can give you can say what was a little bit of culture shock for you. Why don't you start, Chan? Thank you. Finally, she passes the mic. Um, I think the biggest shock for me was just how some streets look like they, a hurricane has just swept through them. Yeah. And, and obviously there was a hurricane but like it just some places are just super third world looking. And then some places look totally like America. Yeah, it's truly a place that struggles financially and mm-hmm. there are parts, it's extremely gritty. Even on the, even there's really one area that is really nice and it's called Dorado and it's basically like the Ritz Carlton of home. The Ritz Carlton is there. And then it's also a community within the Ritz Carlton to buy a house there. It's 5 million minimum. And then that house that you bought for 5 million is going to need full renovation because it's going to be a total shithole. It's that expensive. So anyway, we don't live in Dorado. We live in San Juan and it is gritty. There are, it's just, you can, I love my street enough. I like my street, but you know, you walk two blocks and it is extremely gritty and it doesn't fully feel safe. And that's just the truth. So yeah, that has been, that was something to get used to, frankly. I would also say though that there was a lot that I didn't have to get used to. Like basically everyone speaks English. I feel like the I like my grocery store. It's quite nice. I'm right across the street. Mm -hmm. I, another part of it was like, I expected a lot more culture shock than what I experienced. One thing that I'll tell you that's funny, though, is that Kagan got a parking ticket. He's gotten so many parking tickets because he likes to park right outside of our apartment. And it's yeah. very obnoxious, and he gets one frequently. Yeah. So anyway, he asked me to go try to take care of the tickets. And so I went down to the DMV place, and I was redirected. I had to go to somewhere else. It's kind of a pain. I went to the other place, and I'm lo- they're looking at the tickets. That all probably happened a couple months ago. And they're like, yeah, sorry, these aren't in the system yet. It can take six months to have tickets get in the system. Oh my gosh. So there's just a certain like bureaucratic inefficiency here that I think would be exacerbated if I actually lived here with children, had to put them in school, had to do any sort of like real life stuff, like renovate something, deal with contractors, deal with any sort of municipality officials. I think if I ever really had a life in Puerto Rico, that wasn't just living inside our apartment that... With a landlord that literally will have handymen and electricians, and anything goes wrong, they're here the next day. If I didn't, I don't have a normal Puerto Rican experience, but the second I do, I think it will be very hard for me, which is why we probably won't be here longer than three or four years. Okay. People want to okay. know what we're watching. What are our favorite shows right now? I am struggling. I'm struggling. Okay. To, f- to I, find a good show. Go ahead. I came off of a Bender that's a bad choice of words, because I was watching Dope Sick, which I found to be riveting. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I wanted to do a whole episode or spend a decent amount of time talking about it on the podcast. And Lauren was like, please don't. Like, this, That's a real like sad subject. Maybe our listeners don't want to be regaled with like tales of the opioid endemic. I just don't. I feel like we're pop apologists. We're not like Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes breaking down the latest crisis. She's caging me in, folks. She's telling me I'm not Leslie Stahl. <laughs> I'm not Diane Sawyer. This is why my wings are clipped. But anyways, I encourage you to start Real Shit with Chan, that podcast. I'm not sure I'll listen, but I'll definitely give you a shout out on Instagram if you do giveaways. Thanks so much. Anyways, I really like Dopesick. I thought it was a really sad but important show that was also very gripping. I have been watching The Gilded Age, which Lauren, you've been watching too, right? How do you feel about it? Oh, that's a great question. I watched one episode. I was loving the beginning. I even posted about it. Yeah, and then I couldn't get through the whole episode. Oh. Why am I'm in the same place? I can't. I've been. I haven't. I can't get through the first episode fully. It's just. Like first at first I was like, I love this. Simple plot lines. I get mm-hmm. what's happening. No right. avant-garde cinematography choices. No, like I try try to get through The Lost Mother or whatever on Netflix. And that is just punishing. <laughs> it's the way the plot never really starts. It's just exhausting. And so it was right. so nice. It's like, no, finally, a simple show with simple plot lines, an ingenue, the judgmental aunt. Like I'm so ready to bask in the comfort. Classic archetypes. Yeah. I just wanted to see some stereotypes. Right. I want to see a, a dowager. I want to see a spinster. I want to see mm-hmm. an ingenue. And I want to see them do all the things that we've seen them do a hundred times. Right. Anyway, the problem with, what's it called again? The Gilded Age. The Gilded Age is that it's So poorly done in terms of sets, in my opinion, that I'm very distracted by how fake everything looks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If you are interested in this, there's a guy named Keith York City, and he's like a New York City expert like he does walking tours of the city and he has a whole highlight about the gilded age and why it's like some of its inaccuracies like one thing he pointed out that i thought was really interesting was like the banister in like the main rich family's house he was like there's no way this would have actually this is historically accurate because this is actually really chintzy and like cheap looking why oh what is it called metal grating or something like not wood banisters anyways so it's, wow. I thought – I was riveted when I was Canary watching the coal mine on the banister front. Yeah. Well, I like it. Seriously. hmm I was fascinated when I was – and like for another thing is they say that the, the family is like on 60th, which at that time, point in time, was like basically farmland. Like okay. it's inaccurate for them to have said that they lived like that far uptown. Anyways, I was riveted when I was like watching his highlights and then watching the show. And then I just like fully lost interest. I don't know if it's like the dialogue. It, it's – also a very slow moving first episode. Like I need like a swift death. I need someone to get diagnosed with something. I need like something major to happen in the first episode to get me invested. This is just like how I like my dramas. And so that was tough. For yeah. Me. I really also like a really hot like I need one super hot main character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I because I feel very invested in attractive people. I don't know what right. it is about me, but when I see a very hot, like weird <laughs> When I okay in the way that the pilot of Grey's Anatomy, there's immediately this sexual tension between two super hot people. Right. That gets well, me to the next second episode. I want it right now, and you know? something big happens. It's her boss. Yes. Yeah. Like it wasn't enough for me to just have this girl be left with no money. Like that wasn't that wasn't riveting enough for me. Chandler, it's like move along. That's literally Chandler's day. That's my life. life. My daily life is after spending all of her money.
1: That's right, her, right. That's oh also life. I have an
0: update for you I don't know if you heard any of my interaction with my super because he's just truly such a character oh I'm the vermin we're back to the vermin mm-hmm. okay we're back to the vermin he told me he said you don't pay for nothing he's and I won't imitate his like Polish accent but he's going to actually bring the gel that I, I showed him the gel that I had mom buy and he was like I'll do it for you you don't pay for anything and then okay then he puts his phone deck down he was like using his phone puts it down and do you know what his background is a picture of you. It's a picture of a gorgeous blonde Russian woman. Stop. It is. I sh- kid you not. It's like he, legs for days, dressed. I wouldn't say fully dressed, but dressed. Okay, Daisy Duke. And that's his, that's his background, which I just thought was he hilarious. And conf- don't, go I don't even want to know where you're going, but just we can all imagine. I just think he probably is like on one of those sites where you pay money to talk to really hot girls and absolutely, and yeah, they pretend yeah. to be in a relationship with you. Like we've seen on Ninety Day Fiance a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, anyways, but he's—I don't for anything. He's going to come back and do it. That's incredible. Um, That's wonderful. I'm glad you're getting your money's worth. You. Know- I told mom to cancel her order. By the way, I also texted her that, so I have That's some shame, some pride and. In- yeah. Anyways, let's stick. I don't want another review that's like they get off on tangents and they don't stick to the subject. I know. So let's. Really, the content's really gone downhill. Okay, but let- so I agree with you. I just want to talk about one other show that I have been watching. Okay. Okay. So we're done with Gilded Age. We've said oh, all no no. to say. I think we've said all there is. I believe we've said all there is to say. If you feel like there's more to say, I will let you say more. But I'm ready to move on. I just like to like you to acknowledge that the this like every outfit looks brand new. Every signage looks br- like everything looks brand new right. in a way that looks super fake. Well, I think if we can compare it to a Downton Abbey. Yes. Okay. That felt extremely ornate and maybe that it was historically inaccurate. I don't know. The banana brigade can come for me but it felt very rich the home it was filmed in everything just all of the set design had such richness to it well because i think you were really able to be in that local place well i'm just saying why I'm couldn't they do that for this show it. yeah of yeah of course i did. don't know i don't know anyway it's we had a lot of high hopes from a um, he, the created our creator of, of downtown abbey created gilded age so we had a lot of hopes but anyway. Yeah, we did. We did. I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm a little lost, but I love Downton Abbey. So I'm going to keep with it because I'm also in oh, a like, drought of shows. Yeah. I don't okay. have a lot. I have like literally nothing else to watch besides Euphoria, which every week I have this internal debate of just, do I want to watch another episode? Do I want to put my my heart and soul through this? Because it is truly just one of the most, <sighs> how do I even describe it? Every episode is just very gutting. Really? and Yeah, and it's just like you're watching very heavy, dark themes play out across, like, teenagers and their families and their lives. And it's also very beautiful and very, like, fun to watch in the sense that there's fun music and, like, the, all the characters are really hot. And it's just incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. But you're left every episode just being like, I never want to have kids. Last night I literally said... My kids are going to suffer because of how much I've because of my watching of euphoria. I don't want my kids to have a phone. I don't want them to have the internet. Like, I'm planning on converting my family to like the Amish lifestyle around yes. like the time that I have teenagers because I'm just so afraid for them. Okay. I need to watch. I got to the point in the pilot where she where we zendaya is in the picture and mm-hmm. she her mom's like making breakfast and then I, I was just so bored to be honest keep watching it's which is like it's, 10, it's 10. intense and you also just like see a lot it's like way more nudity and drug use than i am used to seeing
1: and yeah. in, in anything
0: so your okay. discretion advised it's not edifying as mom would call it I always turn off i shows can and hear mom like, every no it's not edifying, edifying and it's not uplifting it like yeah. makes me afraid to have children Okay. Great. Great. I want to say that on the topic of shows, I have to get this out there. There are several shows that I've given up on and I need people – if you disagree with me that I should give these shows another chance, please let me know. I got bored during this current season of Billions. I'm sorry, not Billions. I'm sorry, but I did. I got bored during the third season of Billions. Stopped watching that. I got bored during the most recent season of Succession. Didn't finish that. Yep. I got bored during, and then I got bored during not the season that just came out, but the season before of Ozark. I could never get through that. So, if any of those you feel like are worth grating my teeth through, please so, let me know. I finished Succession, I finished what's left, what just came out with Ozark.
1: Oh, I will you, say, is nothing that a whole has, new
0: season? Yeah, it's yeah. Ozark was like a half of a season. It's like part one, season four, part one, or something. Season five, part one. Okay, you already um, got through it. Okay, tell I me, I got through it. Ben really likes it. I, I like it. I just, <sighs> Mayor of Easttown ruined me because that was the last show that I remember being feeling truly gripped by, and now all the shows that have been ongoing just don't do it for me anymore. Yeah, I didn't even like Mayor of Easttown. I thought it was pretty it's boring. so weird. You thought Mayor of Easttown was boring. Yes, you're out of control. I, your bar is too high. I don't know what you're smoking, but this is that's actually crazy to me because Mary Town was like one of the most gripping shows. But you were also gripped by the the opioid the show. I don't like watching depressed people. Yeah, in their lives, that's just really yeah. not ever going to be gripping for me. I need hot people. That just found out they slept with their super sexy head of neurosurgery. Okay, <laughs> that's what I need. Yeah, and if that's guess, not what I'm getting, why don't you go back to like soaps or something? I feel like you would be like great with a soap opera. No, because I like things that seem real. Mm-hmm. A high bar. It's true. It's true. See what um, I deal with, folks. <laughs> anyway, I'm. I know it's kind of a monsterish quality of me, but I cannot. My what? attention span is so bad when it comes you know to what? shows we've realized you're insufferable let's move on to the next question okay next question i think this one's interesting okay where would be your top state slash city to live in the states right now oh gosh it's interesting because you're gonna be like of course i'm living there thanks for new york city i'm so glad someone asked this question because i just love living my dreams no i would like to live somewhere that's warm where i pay a lot less rent and that's the answer. They're not asking for a practical – this is not a practical question. They're I think asking I would, for a, like, pie in the I, sky. You have money to burn. I Where think I would you like, live in, like, Charleston maybe. Okay. Have like, you ever been or, to Charleston? No, I want to go, though. That's People always do that. They That's, like, the bitchy response. You want to go – you love there? You love Ireland? People always say that you to wanna, me when I was in high school and I said I loved Ireland. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been? <laughs> yeah. No, but I joined the high school choir because that's where we're going, and I love I, Ireland and Irish people. I think I would honestly, my answer would be I would. I like to live in like a lot of Malibu accents, or Pasadena, okay. okay. Or I would like to maybe try out living somewhere like in the south with like access to a beach. Okay, I, I just miss a I miss a beach and I miss the warm weather. Yeah, I don't want to move if back I, to Northern California. Yeah, okay. That's about it. If I had money to burn, I would either choose Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I would choose some, I would try to get as close to Hampton's vibes, which I've right. never been. But I would try to get close to as pretty as possible, as least mm-hmm. trashy as possible in Florida because of For- great weather, yes. but stunning. Yes. Yeah. Or a Montecito experience like
1: true like San cedar
0: ranch like- santa barbara yeah. that vibe that's, too cold. that's like too cold i want like warm yeah year i round. know but let's imagine you're super rich you have a sauna you have a ton of jenny kane sweat yeah, i guess so yeah you're wrapped in cashmere yep Yeah. you have a steam room yeah. these are the things that are in my fantasy in my montecito okay. house okay What are your healthy snack go-tos? I love eggs, honestly. I love clean, simple eats, protein shakes, and eggs. That makes up the – when I'm really – when I'm at home, someone Mm -hmm. asked me like traveling so much, how do you kind of not let things power out of control? When I'm at home, I get really intense, intensely disciplined so that I can indulge on trips. So right now I'm home. My diet is so boring and I'm really just eating clean, simple eats, protein shakes, eggs very boring things but I enjoy I truly enjoy all of it so yeah enough it's super boring but I but it doesn't taste terrible yeah I like it's not I don't know I like ground turkey a lot I will make ground turkey all the time yeah you're Um, good with ground turkey you make delicious ground turkey I make delicious ground turkey and I feel like that's an excellent snack or even meal depending Mm -hmm. on how you like prepare it i like i love clean clean simple eats i would like to be sponsored by them i like tuna there it is gross like but i don't know i just a lot of like greek yogurt greek yogurt ground turkey turkey, turkey, greek yogurt ground turkey regular sliced stick deli turkey Mm -hmm. rice cakes cottage cheese like i i like pickles and i I find like rice cake cottage cheese snack to be uncouth it's so good well, I'm not eating it. I don't know. I'm not trying to be chic from start to finish at a restaurant when I'm eating it. <laughs> I'm Un- just truth. trying to shut the hell up. Eggs. That's your, your life hacker. Eggs. Okay. Eggs with garlic salt and sriracha. Delicious. Yeah. Egg, eggs are wonderful. That's not, that's not a hack. That's I think. true. I also been, okay, here's what I have been loving too. I have been liking true lemon, which is like a way, water flavoring. Like, I like to drink a lot of water, and I can drink a lot of water, especially if half of it is like flavor. Like I, I don't only ever drink flavored water, but I like flavored water. This is so boring. I hate. Is, I, no, let's move on. Let's move on. Anyways, this I is like so true lemon. Let me get it what, out. What can we expect? We should not pick answering. No offense. Boring questions. Someone wants to know about my wedding. I'm in. I'm. I'm. Well, let's move right along then. We've heard about it enough. <laughs> boring. Honestly, we should. There's no real update. It's just happening on December. Someone. We did just do a dating episode, but someone asked dating advice in early twenties, and I feel Should like rapid we could. Fire? We could rapid fire a few things. Okay, and then we have to pick the giveaway winner. Okay, um, okay rapid fire, a hundred percent. I'm trying to think oh. of advice really quickly. Oh, I'll just. Uh, it if he likes it, you'll know. Yeah, it won't. If you won't you be confused if you don't. If you're confused, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't like you or like you enough. Um, it's not right. It is dating is a numbers game and you just need to be going on dates all the oh, time. Oh, uh, okay. This is excellent. That is literally what – were, were those not my words to you Those are pre-podcast? You said it's a numbers game. Yeah, it truly true. is. Um, and that sucks. And I honestly like I kind of hated it, but I don't know. Make dating or going on dates as low lift for you as possible. Make them a 45-minute drink or yeah, exactly. a coffee date. Like it doesn't have to mean here's four hours of my precious time, even though at some of those points, my time was worthless. You could say that was so funny from Sophie. How funny is um, that? So good. So anyways, I think that you can make it into, you can make it extremely efficient. Okay. Here's something I want to say. All right. Another question that someone asked that dovetails mm-hmm. into this perfectly. Someone asked, I'm so curious because your dad's a divorce attorney." Did he give you any advice growing up about like people to choose and pick and dating right. and like marriage and a divorce advice? Did he say to get a prenup? So let's answer that really quick. I my, I asked my dad if I should get a prenup.
1: What years did he ago? Say?
0: He asked me if I had any assets. That I was worried about. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I came up empty. I was like, ah, nope. <laughs> Then answer. Guess, then I guess that's a no. Yeah, he never talked about prenups really at all. Yeah. He definitely came from a place of assuming we would get married and that would be our only marriage. Maybe yeah. that's a naive place for a divorce attorney, but that's where he came from. I mean, um, his greatest words of all time? Men will fail you every time. Something yeah. he imparted to our little sister on her 20th birthday. Yeah. We were sitting at her 20th birthday and he's like – he took it upon himself when we were going around the table to like – oh, we were giving her a dating advice. That's what it was. Advice. Just a life advice. Or life advice. You're life, right. Life Literally advice. life advice, not a dating advice. And he's like, <laughs> get a skill. Get a skill. We, yep. <laughs> a marketable skill so that you can earn your own living because men will fail you every time. <laughs> you never know what – he said, you never know what will happen in your life, in your marriage. You know, men will fail you every time. So get a skill, dark, dark, so dark. And after we'd all been like, enjoy it, go on a study abroad, (laughs) live your best life. Yeah. So he never gave us prenup advice. I I don't know. Our mom has always extolled way more dating advice and like our mom. Specific piece of advice, Dad gave. Which is? But go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, okay, well, and then, yeah. Mom always gave mom gave tons of very specific prescriptive advice. Oh my gosh, we could do a whole episode just like on mom's fading yeah. advice. Yeah, which we're not going to get into now. But right. dad, dad told me, and I think this is really good advice. He said that be really careful when you're dating because the people who are the most exciting to date. Are in general the most nightmarish to be married to and can lead to the most like history of divorces. Yeah, he said if someone's really exciting at the beginning of a relationship, that probably means they're like a a little bit crazy. And if it's like very manic. Yeah, just he didn't use the term love bomb because that was not of our time at the time. Right. But he basically just said if someone is a super charismatic person, it, and you have this turbocharged, really exciting first, you know, ex- like your honeymoon phase is just top level. You're just like in the clouds and it's incredible and they just are, yeah, whatever, you get the picture. He just said that can be the craziest people in divorces because they go so high, but they also go so low. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that actually was really true for me in my dating experiences. I dated guys who were super intense Mm -hmm. and that intensity was also there in the breakup process. right. Right. So I think it's I think it's super smart, yeah. Like I remember when I was first dating Kagan. This is ten seconds. I just remember thinking like it was so incredibly stable. Mm-hmm. It was just incredibly stable. I right. always knew exactly like to the point where it was like this should feel a little more chaotic. Like when? Right. Yeah, I felt that. Like when am I going to get the two AM text of I desperate can't love stop thinking about you? You totally. Yeah. Right. Right. I think, and like, when, the desperate passion then, like, is something that, like, we were told to l- expect. And I think that people with desperate passion are maybe people with issues. Mom always told us to, like, expect desperate passion. And right. Dad was always like, be careful of the super passionate. <laughs> right. <laughs> be wary right. of the super yeah, passionate. Yeah, literally be wary of the super passionate. Okay, so let's pick the giveaway winner and announce the giveaway for next month. Okay. So we had 73 entries. So let's just do wow. a random... I know, so exciting. You guys, this really helped us. Our stats are up. And so we're going to try to do this every month, and hopefully that can get the pod to a great place. So we're going to do a random generator between 1 and 73. I'm on Google right now. Okay, I'm going to click generate. Okay. Should I audit? Should I videotape this process? I'm going to videotape it. I don't believe that you're not cheating, but whatever. Okay, I'm videoing this (laughs) process 1 to 73. Okay. Crazy. Uh, that was a lot. Crazy. a lot of entries. Really do appreciate it, everybody. Okay. So if I'm audited by a third party, I'm going to have all my evidence. This is my list. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. one seventy three, sixty two. Whoa. Who could it Chrissy be? Chrissy Loves. Chrissy oh Loves my gosh. won the 14-karat gold butterfly charm necklace by Casita Jewelry. So that will be shipped out to Chrissy. you sometime in the next week or two. Congrats, Congrats darling. Congrats. And then, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um so Chandler and I have not discussed this, but I have made an executive decision that I hope you support. Next month we're gonna give away a walking pad. Yes. It's just it, Are you down for that? It's right. pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for it. I'm getting my Roach Killer paid for, so I'm down for it. Perfect. The reason why is we did a poll and virtually everyone wanted the right. walking pad. Yeah. No one wanted any AirPod Pros. And the LED mask maybe got 20% of votes. Almost everyone wanted the walking pad. And so we talk about it so much. It just seems fitting. And here's also another thing I'm going to say. I'm going to start linking the walking pad in our show notes because people ask for this link constantly. So that'll be in the show notes. Don't worry about it if you want to enter the giveaway and also buy a walking pad because you don't want to wait to see if you win. If you buy one and you win the giveaway, we'll reimburse you. So keep it convenient. That's great. Wow because i was thinking about that like i I was like i don't want people to wait to have this magic machine in their lives yeah because you're still loving it right uh yeah i was mad that i only got in an hour this morning because i had a busier morning it's incredible okay so that'll be next month's giveaway which you can enter now when you're listening to this recording on february 2nd so you can enter the giveaway all you here's the deal you guys it's a short month though everyone fyi and I will say that a few people did not include actual links to the show. You have to, and, but I still included them because I am benevolent, if nothing else. Right. You have to include a, an actual link. This month, we're going to be serious. This is an expensive giveaway. No nonsense. So you have to include a link to the show in your stories so mm-hmm. your followers can easily click and listen to the podcast. I also realized that you know there's probably going to be people who are entering this month you know in february who also entered in january and it might be strange to do an additional like i've discovered pop apologists and it's changed my life for the better i'm an entirely different person an entire soliloquy so it can be a little more casual we we prefer the poems we prefer the odes overtures. to pop apologists yeah mm-hmm. the dramatic overtures are our favorite but if you've already done that just another incredible episode. Highly recommend listening and include the link. That will also just fully enter you and be super, super helpful. So that is how you enter. That's how you just put on your stories, include the link. That's how you enter the giveaway. And we love you all so much. Thank we love you, you so all. much. Thank you. And we'll get to the rest of these questions because there's a lot more maybe next yes. week or uh, in a bonus episode on Patreon. Yes, we will. We really okay, appreciate you, everyone Shane. submitting their thoughts. We do. Have fun with your vermin. Thank you. And I wish you I all will. the best. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists. And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday.